0: This is an excerpt, you guys, from my new book that I'm working on. I don't know when there will be a release date, but this is um, a chapter from it. So just look for it at some point. This chapter is called The Grip of Fear. Fear is that thing that mummifies us in a straitjacket. It takes our throat. It takes our will. It takes our heart. It drains the blood from our brain, puddling on the floor in front of us as we try to step forward or to speak a sound or a consonant. Fear breaks us down to nothing. It doesn't matter what sparks the fear or where it originates. It's palsy. Surviving a narcissistic relationship doesn't remove the fear. We often are still fearful of what the narcissist will do to us, what they're conjuring up to keep us bound, or what they'll try next. It cripples our thoughts because we often are thinking about them and their nature before we move to make a decision. There are times that I still Sometimes I'm afraid and fearful. Not of the narcissist, but what the narcissist will do. Many of you that have been following this podcast know that its inspiration comes from the narcissistic relationship that I was in. It is essentially my second book. Reimagined into a podcast. My first book is Married to a Narcissist Enduring the Struggle and Finding You Again. What we know about narcissists is that fear is one of their primary tactics. It is what keeps them in control and is what they use to manipulate their victims that lead to their survivors. Not their survivors, but us survivors on our own. We are survivors on our own, not because of them, in spite of them. So we know that fear is one of the things they use to not only keep you under control, but they use it to bully you. They use it to break down your boundaries and they use it to create chaos and self-doubt in your life. So there was a time that... I was so angry at my ex that I couldn't stand to hear his name. If his name was a character in a show, I would turn the fucking channel. (laughs) Or if his name popped up in my email, not necessarily him, but someone else with the same name, I would delete it before I'd even read it. I didn't want to hear his name. I didn't want to see his name in writing. But you know what? It kept coming up. So recently I worked on a project with a gentleman who had his same name and every time I saw his name in email, I cringed and I started to like break out into a cold sweat. And I know that part of that is I'm still suffering from PTSD because of all the trauma that my ex caused in my life and the life of me and my children. So what I have come to realize is that me and my hating him and hating seeing his name also meant that he still had control over me because if I react that way to just his name and anyone who has his name or anyone who's associated or closely associated with that name, that means that he still has some control. So when I realized that I was like, fuck that I am releasing myself from the grip of fear because there's nothing he can do to me. I am renewed and I am strengthened. And the only thing he has is to try to scare me. The only thing he has left are his words. And the only thing he has left are those words, which are empty because they no longer affect me in the way that they used to affect me. And therefore he has lost control. And so as I read that chapter, Oh, the chapter's now over, you guys. This is not part of the chapter. <laughs> it's just me talking after the chapter. But what i realized is that I was under the grip of fear. And fear gripped me. And seeing his name was gripping. Because it still was trying to squeeze the life out of me. My hand is now open. I have released that fear and therefore the grip of fear is no longer bound me and bound my thoughts and bound my soul. I release today and every day I continue to release the bound, the grip, that fear, that The fear of him and what he was going to do and seeing his name and email. I now look at that and I laugh because you know what? Every time it came up and it came up recently often and I had to stop and think, why is this? Why am I seeing this? Why am I hearing his name on television? Why am I seeing his name and email or just in passing? You know, (laughs) there's this um, I think it's a credit card company or a, um, a mortgage company. That bears his name. His name is Marcus. So I have to release it. I have to say it. I have to stop pushing it under the rug. I have to like put it out there so that I can release it. And every time I saw it or heard it, I realized it was God putting it in front of me so that I could heal from it. So that I could heal from the grip that fear had on me. That seeing his name over and over again was A way to get through that the pain and that fear and the PTSD associated with his persona, him as a person, because who the fuck cares? Like thousands of people have that name. Millions of people have the name Marcus. So why would I let one name have such a grip on me? And I hated to hear the name. I hated it. Now I laugh. I laugh because it's, you know, it's crazy how we allow the things, whatever it is, the smell, the location, the incident, the memory of the incident, the name. We allow it to have the grip on us. So, we have to name it. We have to name the fear so that it can no longer be bound around us, around our hearts, around our souls. We have to name it. So, if that fear that you have is gripping you, you have to name it so that you can release it. You have to name it so that you can liberate yourself. If it's a car accident, And I've been in several and it scared me to get back in the car and drive that same path where the accident happened. But you have to do it. You have to drive that path so that you can get through the fear of driving the path. And it's such a metaphor for life. We have to get back in the car And we have to drive the path again and again and again and again until it bothers us no more, until the fear is no longer gripping us. We have to do the thing again and again. Because that's what releases us. We have to experience that pain so that we can't experience it anymore so that we don't experience it anymore You have to do that thing. You have to smell that smell until it is not a bad memory. We have to look at that trauma that we experienced, whatever has led to the grip of fear. And create another memory or one that is just not bad. So get in the car again. Crank the car. Drive that path. And yes, remember that experience of the car accident. But don't let the fear redirect your path. Don't drive around it. Don't take another route. Drive the path again and again and again and and again until you can drive the path and drive past that experience and smile And laugh and think, oh, my God, I let that one thing that happened to me control me for so long. We have to release the grip of fear. Release, open your hands. Liberate yourself. Raise your hands to the sky. Do this for me right now. Raise your arms above your head. Stretch your arms out. Open your palms. Take your palms and face it towards the sky or the ceiling or wherever you are. Who the fuck cares who's standing around you? Who the fuck cares? Stop right now. You're running. You're walking. You're exercising. Whatever. Stop right now. Think of that thing that has had the grip on you. And release it. Liberate yourself. Free yourself right now. Stop where you are. Raise your hands. Because I know you have something that you have allowed to grip you. You have a fear that you have allowed to grip you. Raise your hands above your head. Stretch your arms out right now. And release it. So if it's your ex, your ex's name, release that motherfucker. <laughs> release him or her to the ether. Let karma take care of them. That's not yours anymore. Release yourself. That's not yours anymore. That memory, that traumatic experience, it's not yours anymore. Release it and replace that memory with something that's not bad, something positive. And the more you do that, the more you do it over and over again, the grip becomes less. The tightness in your chest begins to lift, begins to open up. So feel, feel how that feels. When you raise your hands above your head and you release, it stretches. It stretches your body. It stretches your soul. It stretches your mind. It stretches your torso. Feel how that feels. Doesn't that feel good? Give me a fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Release it. No longer. Should you allow that thing to grip you in fear? That name, Marcus, release. I'm releasing it right the fuck now. I'm releasing it. You name it. Whatever that fear is, name it right the fuck now. Right now. Take a minute. Name it. What is it? Name it. What is it? Repeat this with me. I will no longer say it. I will no longer allow the fear to grip me. Say it one more time. I will no longer allow the fear to grip me. Release yourself. Release it and live liberated be brave enough to love yourself enough to not allow your soul to be gripped by fear be brave be courageous live liberated have an awesome day coming up on a new episode of fuck fear Right now, there's this disproportionate, irrational fear of the vaccine when the fear should be of the virus. One thing we know for sure about the COVID-19 vaccine is that only half of the country is actually vaccinated and there's still a lot of fear around getting the vaccine. On the next episode, we are talking about it from a scientific standpoint. We're asking the questions why people are still afraid to get vaccinated. And my guests are in the medical field. Dr. Jessica Steyer is a public health scientist and a health services researcher. Her husband, Dr. Ethan Chapin, is an emergency room physician in Florida. I hope you join me for this very important, in-depth conversation. No politics, just science. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review. Check out other episodes. And as always, thank you for listening.